I will never oh. tell. That's me then, yeah. I thought communist... I was a robot, according to last yes, week. Yes, I was a communist robot. I feel like, yeah, there's, that's Dude. not exclusive there, Ezele. Really. Interesting. You've been influencing our elections. Woof. <laughs> 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 there's no collusion. Ooh, Keenan getting political. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, what do you mean we're getting political in this game about objectivism and its failures? So let's get a three, two, one clap going, and this is the one that's supposed to be synced. You feel me? Got it. Um, yep. Yep. Three, two, one. Clap. Who clapped like Holy two seconds early? God. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I. <laughs> you white people have no rhythm. Yeah, I know. I like how you Some say you guys that as if music like people and it shows as if I'm not also white. <laughs> yeah, and as if you like well, yeah. All right, all right. Let's try again. How about this? Everyone just clap whenever they feel like it's the right moment and it feels just so appropriate. Nice. <laughs> okay. Um clap. 3 2 1 cl- clap. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, this is screwed. This is off the rails. I hate all you so we're gonna delete right, this week's broadcast, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Everyone, just meet up next week. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna skip the game too. But... <laughs> Way ahead. Yeah. Let's just. Yeah. Uh, let's do a three two one. Let's do a like. Let's do, let's do a real three two one and let's get into this thing. How's that sound? Yeah. Are Are we doing roll call after the three two one? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Do you want to run roll call or should I run roll call? You run it. Okay. Sweet. Uh, three, two, one. That might be good. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just lag. I think it's honestly good. No, it was terrible. No, I definitely clapped on the one and not the clap. I clapped Dude, after the clap. How did you clap. fuck that up? I wasn't I... sure which way you were doing it. He's did he's okay. done it like twice already. Let's just do yeah, it again. McCoy. <laughs> okay. It's, yeah, exactly. I just changed it up halfway through. Like where I'm like, so you gotta lead this intro, and then I just like fucking talk all over. <laughs> it's just like what happened. <laughs> We've Why been struggling I, to clap for nearly two minutes. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, please That's cut true. the first two minutes of this recording. I fucking, this is a nightmare. Um, and this is not even like a funny nightmare. This is an actual nightmare. This is like where you should actually. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever claps next is getting deleted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, and we're in this fucking like Twilight Zone world where everyone's uh, Discord icon is green, so I can't even like point to someone. Like, oh, no. I actually don't know who the fuck is clapping. God damn! It's just like it's like in fucking grade school where that one dude in the back who's like a great student like realized that no one would think it was him, and he's like sitting next to like a poor student, and he's just fucking around. You know what I mean? He's gone completely rogue because he knows no one will catch him. That's deep. Um, yeah, that is deep.
Maybe I'll just like jankily try to use the the intros <laughs> as the sinking point. And uh, yeah, cool. Um, anyone else have any, uh, you know? Wow, did, did Adam just clapped in the tits. <laughs> so meta. <laughs> God damn it, dude. Okay, cool. Uh, yes. So this week, I'm going to start by saying hi with people, which is what we do every week. Um, so let's start with Adam. How are you, man? Now recording. Hey, I'm doing all right. I had a whole week where my entire like all my coworkers were in China. Um, and when they came back, they got me some Mao Zedong playing cards, so that was fun. <laughs> the wow. glorious revolution playing cards? Yeah, it's great. They're all, like, posters and portraits and, I guess, writings? I, I can't read Chinese, so, you know, or... or what yeah. have you been doing with your um, your fortune cookie slips all this time? They all say learn Chinese on the back. Were you not paying attention? Yeah, I mean, I also just super wasn't paying attention to the fortune cookies. No, that's that's what was happening there. That's Dude, but fair. I love stuff like that. That's not like a it's not like a suggestion. It's like a demand. Yeah, like you know those advertisements Learn that are Chinese. like eat. Yeah, or like they're like eat product. You know, like eat Snickers, and you're like, excuse me, I am in control here, not you. You don't get to just tell me what to do. Well, that's what um, you think. Yeah, that's actually very true. <laughs> yes okay so great um hey james since you already said something how are you man clap uh all right gabe how are you uh <laughs> <laughs> are you actually actually asking yeah me? fuck james <laughs> oh, okay uh i'm doing well man i my hands are covered in sap and i'm getting it all over your keyboard oh god damn it Keenan did earlier complain that one of my keys was sticking. Is this you? Yeah, it's probably me. Wow. I'm just gonna let the audience just uh, just figure out what that could possibly be. Um, okay, uh, Zoe, could how you be doing? anything. Hi, I'm doing well. Just uh, kicking back after a long day, drinking a jelly donut beer. What? That sounds horrible. Uh, Can we go it's into that? Actually, more? really good. <laughs> I don't even like jelly donuts. You don't like beer either. Get a picture of this beer? Well, I mean, I haven't it's... tried it, so I wouldn't know. But yeah. probably. Not. I like the can art. I'll post it to the Discord. But it's just like an old timey TV set, you know, with the antenna and like the little knob you use to change the channels. And on it is a politician, but instead of a head, he has a jelly donut for a head. And it is a Berliner Weiss made with raspberries, lactose, and a hint of vanilla. And it is very good. Oh. It's made with lactose? Yeah, that's an interesting choice there. It is very So that'll make it sweeter and more alcoholic? Yeah. I think it's like really only like 4%. So probably not. But because it's 4% and I weigh a measly... 110 pounds i'll probably get drunk off of it so stay tuned folks <laughs> yeah it's okay zoe we're the same weight perfect <laughs> keenan gets so keenan's also gonna get drunk yeah <laughs> keenan's gonna get drunk off zoe's beer <laughs> secondhand just drunk aroma for any white girl wasted <laughs> wow this is a uh, very rebellious this uh you know 
this picture here on the front that no one can see. Okay, anyways. Um, I feel like it should have right, a raccoon. Keenan. No, I see what you I did I got there. my first fire of the summer. I'm happy. Oh, really? When, uh-huh. when was that? On Thursday. So you started it, right? Yes. No, some local government let their grass fire get too big, and then we had to go step in and fix it for Dude, them. that's terrifying. They're like, uh, we're cool. We totally got this, but could you send real firefighters? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, they're like, no, we got this. We got this. No, we're good. We're good. We're good. Oh, uh, so it's we let it go, and um, uh, could you guys come <laughs> back, please? Was basically how it went. I was like, "Oh, that's cool," and then we got sent, and there you go. It's a control Turns burn. Out we don't have it. <laughs> yeah, it's a control burn, like right directly through this uh, residential neighborhood, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> totally under control. So, so wait, what exactly happens when you get sent? Like, do you like get sent to to cover their like traditional daily duties, or do you get sent to the fire itself? Like, what? No, we got sent to the fire. Damn. So there, there was a fire off of Sixth the freeway, uh, in their area, and they went and tried to put it out, and failed miserably, and then pretended like it wasn't a big deal for a while, and then eventually became a big deal. And they're like, "Oh yeah, hey, could you actually show up? That'd be great." Yo, but can you say what? And local then government we all was? got there, and they're like, "Cool, thanks," and left. <laughs> so, Is that how most California <laughs> wildfires go? Yes. Jeez. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Yo, what local government was it? Uh, Solano. What was it? Of Cordelia. It was. I don't know. Some of weird course small, it was. small town volunteers. Of course. Or something. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, so for everybody <laughs> that doesn't know rural California at all, what does that mean? Why, of course? I don't know. It's 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 slapdash mm. out there. They play fast and loose. <laughs> okay. With fire. They live dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Dude, it was so crazy to be out here in Connecticut and to be lighting a fire and to just like not be as terrified as you like you are in California <laughs> if you light a fire. Like in California, McCoy, they're like if, I, what? Everyone else but you was less terrified. <laughs> Dude, but I was literally like scared shitless. Like I was just sitting there, like, dude. Because, like, they told us, you know, when you're growing up, like, you know, Smokey the Bear and stuff, like, all that nonsense. And then they were like, dude, if you even have a firecracker, like, like I swear in California, they literally tell you, like, if your neighbor kid that you've been growing up with, if he even steps out, line, out of line enough to get an illegal firecracker, you should kill him before he lights it. Like, that's, like, how they feel about fire safety. Uh, Don't even think about a fire. Yeah, it's, it's like if you even if your friend even is gonna potentially like have a little bit of fun. Like if, he, if he's lighting ants on fire with a magnifying glass, like you need to break his wrist. Like it's just like no nothing even remotely near a fire should ever approach California at all. And then out here they're like, dude, seventeen f- like firecrackers for the price of one. What do you want? <laughs> just do it. So, like literally buy one where, get two free. <laughs> Like literally, like you're just like, dude, these these savings are out of control. I I would be irresponsible not to buy fireworks and shoot them off into the forest. I'm not sure how uh, that can uh, ever be the case. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, meanwhile, like you hear those stories about like, 
oh, like a wildfire in California started because somebody decided that their gender reveal for their pregnancy needed to involve actual explosives. That was Texas. Oh, it was Texas. Okay, my bad. <laughs> well, it was a Texas border patrolman, and that shit was hilarious. Oh. And they videotaped it too. Yeah, you you see it go oh, off, God. and then they're just kind of like, oh fuck, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's way too many goddamn videos like that where it's like someone lighting something on fire and then it kind of like they're trying to seem cool like they're doing like gang signs in front of the fire and then they're like okay okay and people start running out of the buildings with like buckets and shit or like cups like like things that could not possibly hold enough water to put out the fire like they're like throwing their fucking coffee on the thing you know what I mean? <laughs> oh god yeah anyways uh cool so this week we played a pretty fucking sweet game and we decided just like you know, caution to the wind, to hell with what we've been up to, to hell with all these small games. We're going to play a larger, meaty, substantive game that I would say probably all of us, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think every single person here but James has actually played this game, potentially all the way to the end, uh, back in the day. And so this is an exciting, yo, is it as good as we remember? Is this game really as rad as everyone holds in their mind? And this game is... Bioshock, but I'm not going to give any more details because I feel like Zoe would do a way better job describing it, especially because she has like 40 posters of Bioshock like in her house. So that gives her the right, I feel like, to talk about it a bit more. Yeah, you scrubs need to get on my level. <laughs> her hour count is unreal. <laughs> no, but yeah, so uh, Bioshock was released by what was then 2K Games, is now Irrational Games. Uh, well, was Irrational Games, rest in peace. Um, but uh, released back in 2007. And I think for all intents and purposes, I believe we could fairly categorize this game as a first-person shooter action-adventure game um, set in a um, dystopian world called Rapture, which is a city at the bottom of the sea. Um, we play a guy named Jack, who, after a devastating plane crash, just happens to wash up, even though he's being submerged. But he finds himself at the front doors of Rapture, and he needs to navigate through it with a friend, uh, with the help of a friend named uh, Atlas over a radio. So... With that said and done, James, I'm curious, since you're someone who hasn't played it before, like what compelled you to want to suggest this game and play this game for the first time? Yeah, so the reason that I chose this game is because I've played a little bit of Bioshock Infinite, <clears throat> um, and I always heard that like Bioshock 1 was like awesome and kind of revolutionary um and it showed up in my steam inventory uh somehow i don't know how i didn't buy it from what i remember <laughs> hey maybe you took mine because i bought it way back in 2007 or whatever and i can't find it yeah i probably so I had to buy it again <laughs> i probably stole adam's um <clears throat> digital copy and um and I was like, man, I kind of want to play this, uh, but it would be way more fun if I were playing it for the podcast. So. Yeah, for sure. And I yeah. think we're all really happy 
that you suggested. I mean, I at least, as a fan of the whole entire series, like I was very happy because I would love to get into discussions about this game uh, with all of you. And I think before we go forward, just for the listener at home, uh, this week we only played through to the we played through the Smuggler's Hideout ending at the beginning of Arcadia. So we will only be discussing the game up until that point, um, and we'll be discussing all the events that have transpired by then, maybe some of the game elements that we actually admire. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so, and bear with yeah. us. We're trying a longer game for the first time, and so we don't know exactly how it's going to go, but it's exciting. Like It feels like there's probably some you know, stuff that happens on the first podcast, I imagine, that maybe the second one is a lot more story-based because we've already talked about the basics. So, you know, I don't know. We're going to try to figure it out, but it's rad. Um, yeah, sorry, just quick. That was quick. You know, just trying to derail you, basically, you know, <laughs> just to make sure that whatever train of thought you had, it's not leaving the station. Nope, fair enough, fair enough. Thank yeah, you. so I think I kind of want to start out, because I think one of the things that really draws me to this whole franchise is the world building that goes on in this game, because there is a lot of um there's a lot of history to the surroundings and i find that the way that 2k games created the world of rapture um and had it established to a player who's very unfamiliar with an underwater city like i find their world building to be absolutely amazing and i think i want to kind of start off the conversation talking about the world of rapture now for any of the people who have played it before, when you first go under the waves and you get that little video from Andrew Ryan describing his uh, his view, and actually, I'll open this up to James as well, but like, what was the world of Rapture something that amazed you? Was it something that was just kind of like, you know, wow, this is silly video game nonsense? Like, I'm really curious what everyone's reactions were to the premise and the actual site of Rapture. So, I will say... Okay, go, ahead. go ahead, Adam. No, go Take ahead, it, man. It's yours. I'm passing the metaphorical speaking bunny. <laughs> the, okay, we made a metaphor. We could have made it anything we wanted to. We made, made it a bunny. Yeah. yeah, and unfortunately it's alive, too, which really makes it hard to pass, this, but this whatever. This thing is this metaphor is squirming all over the place. Okay, so um Dude, how did you fucking pull out a, a bunny emoji in Discord that fucking fast while you were talking? I just don't <laughs> Discord skills are like out of fucking control. No, that was James. Jesus. Oh, um, was it? Okay. I thought yeah. that was literally okay. Yeah. No, okay. Never mind. Sorry, go on. So, um I think this game came out in like two thousand seven or something. Um, yeah, two thousand seven. Yeah. So I hadn't figured out that Randy and Objectivism was bad yet. Um, so I think my initial reaction was like, oh, this is quite neat. And, uh, it kind of resonates, right? Much like Randy and objectivism sort of does on the surface level. Uh, it's like, oh, this is, you know, of course I should be entitled to, to my own efforts. And, and of course I should not be required to, you know, fritter my work away on others or whatever. Um, that just seems reasonable and natural to a high schooler in America. Um, 
that has literally done zero work at any point in time and has had zero value generated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, yeah. Um, so to note, so, okay. Again, this is like 12 years ago now. So I don't remember exactly what my initial reactions are, um, but th that opening shot remains incredible. Um, yeah. After the video, the video itself is really, really good world building. Uh, and then after that, it kind of gives you a really good um, overture about what's what, what this game is going to be. Mm. And kind of the world that you're going to be stepping into. And I, I would say to answer your question, Zoe, like what this world was to me was terrifying. That's what it was. And I think that's one of the first and major successes of this game is that, yes, it's cool, it's eerie, it's atmospheric, it's all these things, but then you get into Rapture and you are, at least for me, I was, and was even again, just terrified. Like, um, there's... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, continue. I was going to say, there's there, like, if you think about, like, how many different ways you can set a corridor sort of game like this, just the idea of being underwater adds this claustrophobia. It adds this like, oh my god, if that glass breaks, I we're done for. The water gets in and we die. So it's just this impending doom on top of all of it. And there's this eerie green glow through the water that just makes it through the glass. And it's just like that comes together to just immediately like set you on edge. And then of course, right, there's the splicer murdering someone right in front of you. And it's just like, dude, I am fucking terrified. It's dark, it's scary, it's claustrophobic, it's all that stuff. And I, I just think that right off the bat, huge success and i feel like it sets the tone for the rest of the game and it allows you to just be like i am actually here at a horror game and it's doing what it's supposed to do yeah like i i honestly still stand by this even today but i find the beginning moments of bioshock to be one of the best beginning moments in a video game for establishing a um, overall feel because i just love you're in the bathysphere, you're going through this underwater city. There's all these colorful lights that are, you know, displaying all these shop names and everything kind of looks really awesome. And you're like, oh, sweet, like a city at the bottom of the ocean. This is like, this looks really awesome. And then, you know, you're hearing Atlas's conversation over the radio with his uh, companion, Johnny. And then you surface from the bathysphere and just see this really grisly scene of a splicer hacking Johnny to pieces. Um, but I find the lighting of that entry scene to be perfect because there's just this flickering light at the top that kind of gives you glimpses of a splicer. But you're at, you know, obviously the term splicer was never really used before Bioshock, so no one really knows what it is. And so it's just this unknown that you see coming towards this, this defenseless person. And then, you know, you see him get murdered, and then you see the Spicer jump on top of your own bathysphere and just start tearing into it. And obviously, having played it the second time I've gone through, like, knowing how the game kind of progresses from there, I was not struck with fear, but I just remembered those beginning moments when Atlas opens up the bathysphere door for you and tells you, you need to step out and you need to trust me. And... I just recall the first time I play it, not wanting to even take one step out of there because I was like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> Did you see what just happened out there? Like, yep. 
like going around the bathosphere trying to find any other interactable object. You know, maybe I can just sit here and let the game progress, please. <laughs> but... What's interesting about this game, though, is that I, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, Zoe, but would you have played this game? Like, how many horror games do you play? Like, I feel oh, like this not game, a lot. <laughs> right? So it had to have such a killer, like, intrigue and, like, like you know alternate universe alternate history political cold war vibe like on top of that to like entice you in like i want to know more i want to keep going because for me a scary game fuck it dude i'm out i don't need to play this game Mm -hmm. like i think adam once said this to me he was like why do i press the scary button that makes me feel anxious when i could not press the scary button and go on with my day (laughs) and like that's a very fair point but this game like already right from the start propels you into its terrifying world like it made you get out of the bathosphere i'm thinking about zoe in 2007 being like fuck this game this is scary but somehow like still being propelled in and that's so impressive because i I, there's so many horror games i skipped since um since and before then because i just was like okay it's just dark it's just shadows it's just scary i'm fucking out but this Mm -hmm. game was so much more than that yeah they also pretty quickly give you a gun, which I think sort of diffuses. I mean, there are still a lot of really good horror beats in it. Um, and the, I mean, this is not to denigrate the game in any way or the beginning in particular, because you don't have any means of defending yourself for the first chunk. And then you get like a wrench, which kind of sucks. But there's a thing that I hear tossed around sometimes that it's like as soon as they give you a weapon in a horror game, it kind of stops being a horror game. Um and I sort of started to feel that because, you know, I picked up the shotgun and I'm like, okay, actually, this is kind of just doom now. And I'm just walking through the hallways, not really worried about things anymore. But they do have some very good horror beats here and there that are kind of scripted in. Um, but, right. On the topic of the beginning, though, the beginning is a very, very strong hook. What about, I'm curious, like, you know, oh god, we lost James. Well, fuck it, we didn't need him anyways. He only picked the game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, alright guys, quick talk spoilers. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, he's back. Guys, no. Hi. Th- about the end? Stop. Um, <laughs> hey, man. You're talking spoilers? Oh, shit. Yeah, man, we got it all out, though. Whew, that's ending is a doozy. Anyways, um... Yeah, do you remember the 15th branch path? That's the one that really, anyways. Um, yeah, I'm curious, like, like Gabe or Keenan or something like that, what do you think of the intro? Like, like both when you first played it and, and now having played it so many years later, knowing how it goes, knowing you'll eventually get a weapon, knowing all that stuff. Uh, the wrench is the best weapon in the game? Yes, somebody Agreed. said it. I mean, it, well, I have thoughts on that one, sort of. Uh, in that... It is, but particularly it is way later. Um, It starts off weak, and then you start getting things that boost it and things that combo with it. Um, And you never directly upgrade it, but it ends up being the strongest weapon in the game by the very end. And it just, like, annihilates. Really? I mean, sorry. Like, that's a (laughs) gameplay spoiler, which, like, okay, let's be honest. Are we playing Bioshock for the gameplay? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so <clears throat> actually on t- uh, to go in, back to your original in terms of the answer. gameplay no go ahead james i was a little bit worried about about it because i didn't love the gameplay in bioshock infinite like there were things that were cool 
but I thought that it was like a shooter that had like annoying extra magic things that didn't really add to the game very much. But that was me coming into Bioshock Infinite as somebody who'd never played any of the other games. I actually agree with you. Um, do you agree with me about Bioshock Infinite or about this game? Yes, about Bioshock Infinite. Interesting. Yeah. Because I played yeah. this game and I was immediately like, oh, this actually makes sense as a as a game mechanic. <clears throat> like the, yeah, the, the the lightning zap and then hit him with the wrench like that. It, it just feels good. It feels like a, a well-designed combat system, to be honest. Yeah, and they're going for all sorts of weird elemental stuff with plasmids in this game that is just like, it's not 100% novel, but it's like certainly like not featured in a gajillion games at this period in time and potentially even now. But it was just like cool. It was like, oh, I can shock the water. I can throw things at people. I can light them on fire. And it's just like, it was powerful. Like a lot of games were pretty generic shooters, at least in the, the sort of bigger upper echelons of games. And it was just... Excuse me, it's just cool. Also, that that voice line that they give you, where it's like you're seeing that splicer, and if if the beginning has landed, and you're terrified, which I was, then that line of like, given the one-two punch, like remember the zap then hit the one-two punch. It's like so tense. You're like, oh fuck, oh fuck. Okay, 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 okay. I'll hit this guy, um, and I just love that. It's like it's such a great introduction into like this is your defense mechanism against this crazy world, mm. and. I don't know. I feel like at some point there's a discussion about does a weapon, uh, like the intellectual discussion of what sort of Adam brought up, like does a weapon invalidate horror? And to me, I think that's just insane. Like, I, it's, it's insane. I think it could lessen it, maybe, in some ways. But, like, not every horror game, to me, must be Amnesia. Like, I think Amnesia is a cool game and intellectually interesting from the perspective they don't give you a weapon. But in this game, at least on the hard mode, but I think whatever, it, it's like they conserve the ammo and they do a lot of damage. And as a result, you're scared because the encounters are there. They could go south really fast and you need to be very precise and you need to be very like decisive and clear or else you're wasting ammo, you're wasting opportunity and potentially you're dying. And so that to me adds like an element of fear on top of it too. So even though I can fight back, I know that I have to fight back very well and very quickly and very accurately or else I'm in trouble. And so for me, it's on that, like- On that subject, actually, what- Difficulty are we all playing this game on? Hard. Okay. Hard. McCoy. I'm I wanna I just wanted to enjoy the story, so I'm playing it out easy actually. Just because nice. I was like, yeah, I just wanna riddle everything with bullets. <laughs> Plasma. <Hell> yeah. <laughs> I'm playing it on normal. <clears throat> so I'm so I'm playing it uh, on I was on right. easy, but I had Alexa playing for the first half, so nice. Well that's fun. How, how does a smart speaker pay, play a video game? <laughs> that is a great question. That's so sad. Play Disposito. <laughs> Good God. Good God. But like this, this game, like the, I, I want to kind of delve into like plasmids a little bit more because it also goes into the world building. So like the the concept of the plasmids in rapture is that it's a key element to what has you know driven some of these people like absolutely 
like it's not the plasmids it's actually the atom that's driven people mad no same but, with the podcast nice job, yeah agreed yep. remember when i made you all play star seeds pilgrim ruined all of you <laughs> ruined everything <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I don't enjoy video games anymore after that. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you were on the fence and then you were like, never mind, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah. I hear that. <laughs> I just got the joke. <laughs> Seriously, guys, I was like playing this whole game and I was like, find a line. Find a quote that makes Adam look like a fool when they use the word Adam. You have to, it's got to be in here. It's got to be in here somewhere. Um yeah, there's a bunch of great Andrew Ryan quotes, but there's not a bunch of like ones that use Adam like as like a diss, and I was like, damn it. Mm-hmm. But and like, then really quickly, I just want to say on difficulty setting, I'm playing hard, but I'm playing hard with a controller, which I feel like is a difference because the auto aim back at this time period is not super good. It's in fact pretty hard, and it's it's on hard they really really incentivize you to get headshots, really incentivize you to get headshots. It's like headshots are nothing. Uh, not quite, but it's they're really important, and if you're just dumping ammo, like you're in a lot of trouble, and so that's really hard with the controller. So, I I am only doing this because I was just curious, and me as a kid thought this is the stupidest shit. Why would you ever do this? And so me as an adult is like challenge accepted, bro. Let's do this. Um, anyways, yeah, it's been all right so far. It's interesting. I'm much worse with a controller as I uh, as an adult much worse because I, I you know back in this time period i was playing halo 3 and i was playing call of duty and stuff which both had far greater controller aiming assists and mechanics than this game did um but i'm way better excuse me at peaking corners from like a counter-strike perspective like i'm way better at coming around the corner with a headshot angle lined up so it's like offset and in fact it's probably better so it's interesting i'm just sort of like playing super swat team like like, you know, take the pistol around the corner and just get some headshots before they see you. And in that sense, it's terrifying and fun. And I've enjoyed it so far. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So sorry. Plasmids. No, you're good. Yeah, I'm sorry for deviating away so quickly. Um, but yeah, like, I, I just want to talk a little bit about the plasmid mechanic. Um and I'm curious, James, so, like, what about the plasmids in this game made more sense to you compared to the Vigors in Infinite? Like, was it just the, like, it made more sense story-wise or it made more sense environmentally? Um, um <clears throat> I think that it made more sense mechanically, actually. Um, which is interesting because I... From what I remember, it's very similar, like the way that you actually use them. But um, in uh, the the vigors felt like they were a mechanic that was like slapped on top of a first person shooter. Um. <clears throat> Like, in order to, like, be a throwback to the uh, plasmids more than an actual, like, mechanic that was part of the game design from the beginning. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, Gabe, yeah. you said you agree with that, or you agreed with James's original assessment. Do you continue to agree? 
Um, I was thinking about that, and honestly, I haven't played Infinite in a long time, so I'd have to go back and relook at it. But I do remember having this kind of sense or this feeling of like I enjoyed the plasmid vigor, whatever aspect, more so in uh, in Bioshock, the first one. Um, and it did feel a little like kind of tacked on, like it was more so like kind of you know, like sh- shooty combat. Um, whereas in this game, it is kind of, they do kind of like, you know, beat that like one, two punch into you. Um, and they really like try to sell the whole, like using plasmids as like an alternative play style to the game. Yeah. And- then I remember in infinite, but I could be wrong. So I'm yeah. wondering if this is actually because the shooting got better in a sense in infinite. And as a result, you could, <laughs> slot into familiar grooves in as a first person shooter player and just use the guns whereas in in this time period when bioshock first came out the shooting in this game is good but it was like not nearly as good as some of the just incredible pinnacles of its time period in terms of aiming like i said before like at least on console for me uh so i think it pushed me into plasmids as a defense mechanism and as a incredibly powerful tool and that gameplay is just really novel in the first-person shooter space and really fun. Yeah. So I could see... No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I had I had a situation where there was a... One of the big daddies had shot some um, of like those uh, proximity mines on the ground. Right. And I was like, oh, I'll just you know, shoot those so that they don't, I don't actually walk into them. And I remember I had this the machine gun. Oh, God. And you, know, you can't aim down sight, so like I aimed the reticle at the thing, shot it, and it would just, like, randomly spray around <laughs> it. Yep. I'm just like, God damn it. Dude, that machine gun is so inaccurate. It's, like, heartbreaking. And the machine gun also, like, the first time I tried firing it, like, I, I, we've come very far in the way of, like, making things feel good with these sorts of things. Because when I pulled out the machine gun, it's just kind of like a plap, 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 And it's like, is this even shooting? <laughs> like, am I, yeah. are people getting injured by this? Is this... My ammo is going down, so something's happening. Oh, they fell down. This is weird. <laughs> like, yeah. It doesn't have like the visual or audio punch to it that you expect. Um, and like it's the same thing with most of the other weapons. Like the shotgun is the only one that feels kind of punchy. But I would I would argue that uh, the vi- that that the uh, machine gun does have a punch, but it's just punching you in the face. <laughs> when you try and use it it's yeah, like and not the opponent you're not wrong with its timidity or with its no with its like like it literally like jerks your screen around it's like yeah. so hard to use so that was that was actually the weapon that i upgraded to make it more accurate okay. and it's like infinitely better to use <laughs> it's like actually a usable weapon now <laughs> I wonder, like, how much, like, I wonder if the reason why the plasmids feel a lot better in this game, like, not only because it's a better, like, you know, nice side toolkit to the shooting in this game, but, like, I also feel like the environmental storytelling with the plasmids is a lot better than the environmental storytelling with the plasm, uh, with the vigors in Infinite. Um... Just in that, I don't know, you, you walk around and you see all of the, you walk around in Rapture and you see all of these like advertisements for all of these different types of plasmids used in everyday situations. And I don't know, it just kind of makes the idea of plasmids seem a little more concrete. 
and then it kind of also helps like navigate you with what you can do with them like gives you a nice visual clue to like once you obtain it this is what it does because i saw this advertisement and i know it will help me in this aspect um mm. I, I think I'm, I'm totally with you uh but it is just funny to seeing those like you know old-timey ads where it's like oh yeah with this with this power of fire in your hand you can you know light a dame cigarette <laughs> and just knowing that in reality it's that's not that's one big cigarette <laughs> um yeah yeah oh my the, god i think it's also partly that like a lot of the interesting shooting happens with the plasmids because the plasmids have a lot of interplay with the environment you know gasoline on the floor lights on fire when you hit it with the um flame hands or whatever and you can catch a bunch of people in water with the lightning bolts and the telekinesis one is like just directly playing with the environment so all the interesting stuff is tied to plasmids and the shooting for the most part is just it's a bang stick that makes the things in that direction fall down yeah. like all of them are different <laughs> variations on that right yeah so I, I do think the pistol is really satisfying to get headshots with though I yeah, mean, I will sure. say that. But yeah, it's not totally. interesting, right? <clears throat> like, it is just a point in a direction and, and the baddies fall down. Like, Oh, no. Uh, but I, but that, that by the way, is interesting, to me at least, <laughs> like, as a concept. I, I do appreciate uh, making the baddies go down. Especially in a game like this that has so much tension. It's like, they do a really good job of when you walk into an area, like, the, the creatures are, or the whatever, uh, splicers are typically doing something whether it's you know yeah if you if you've already cleared room and you come back they might just be walking around but you can usually hear them first and you get a some sort of sense of where they are and then especially like if you're walking into a room for the first time like where you see the the lady with the cradle right and she's cradling this this what appears to be a baby and it's actually a gun you know because she's totally it's a baby sized revolver Yes, or like a, yeah, exactly. Yes, um, which by the way is like sort of an argument that that intro, like that intro, continues far beyond just getting off into rapture. It goes all the way through a flaming elevator that falls to the ground. It also goes to this crazy splicer that's cradling a gun. To oh yeah, etc. No, the, the, it, the environmental storytelling continues. Like that's kind of, in my opinion, that is like why you play Bioshock for the is for like the environmental storytelling. And for the tapes you find around, like the rest of it is, eh. But but imagine this, right? If you buy into the environmental storytelling, and you buy into the terror of the game, and you come around that corner and a splicer's doing something, and you know they're doing something for, and you know there's not like a true stealth mechanic, there kind of is, but you can't just like sit there and watch this person forever. Uh, typically, like I mean, some cases you can, but a lot of times they're going to turn around and they're going to come after you. So you know you have like a couple of seconds to get off a shot. And you've got a pistol and you're trying to line up this headshot. And if you can get it, if you can get it, like even though, yes, it's a push button to kill enemy, which is like a very, I don't know, reductionist view at video games. But like, yes, right. if you do get that and you headshot them and they fall, especially on a harder difficulty where you're actually, at least I as a controller person, am scared of them. Then, and they fall immediately. The re Like the release of that tension and then the ability to soak in the storytelling of the world and soak in the rest of it and walk around and pick up items and loot and just like sort of get your character set up it is awesome. So I really do appreciate that, that really quick tension at the beginning where it's like, I need to assess the situation and I need to 
do the best I can to just drop this person right away. So, Especially if they're looking at some plants or something. <clears throat> Get them now. I definitely I don't have the, like, I need to assess this situation, like, reaction to seeing enemies in this game. I jump right to, I need to kill this thing as fast as possible and just start unloading. And it's not great. It's just not, it's not a good reaction. Um, but scary things are scary. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you do that quick. when you first encountered a, a big daddy? Uh, pretty much. Nice. Um, real, really? real quick. I want to, um, just maybe not edit a previous statement, but clarify. So like, I don't think that guns don't have a niche and don't contribute. I think that all of the guns more or less are kind of the same and none of them particularly have interplay with the environment. Whereas the plasmids are all wildly different for the most part uh, and all connect you with the environment, which is the thing that they put the most work into, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not the guns don't have a niche and it's not that the guns don't like provide the game with something. Um, They're there for a reason and they're, useful and have their own things that improve the game in their own unique ways it's just the plasmids are i think the highlight of the combat yeah. no totally i mean when you when you get the the telekinesis one it's like literally a almost like a batting cage where that dude had set up where it's like a turret that shot tennis balls or whatever and it was just like to practice your telekinesis yep and i think if i remember correctly it's like something that he was working on in private it wasn't like a an actual like advertised plasmid, but I could be wrong on that. Uh, I mean, there's yeah, there's like a advertisement for telekinesis with coffee, yeah. I guess. But like, but yeah, like I think the log like kind of helps with the you know, I guess the the origin story for telekinesis. Um, yeah, right. Also, did you but know telekinesis is genetic? <laughs> 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 yeah, but like comparing that to the machine gun which is just the machine gun you know it doesn't have that that connection to the story and to the world like i totally I, I see what you're saying there i think i think another thing to add on top of it is that plasmids are again i think this is a difficulty depending thing and how much you're scared and how much you're trying to conserve ammo but plasmids are incredibly powerful like they're they're like i mean from my like fucking cynical uh adult viewpoint now is like they're broken as shit they're so strong it's insane but i love that because it makes you use them and it makes you rely on them, and it makes you feel, to some degree, safe behind them. Not entirely, but they're so powerful. Like, shock is amazing. It stops anything in its tracks. So you can assess the situation and get the fuck out or shoot that thing with a shotgun. Um, so it's like, and even, like, fire is amazing. If you light something on fire and leave, and you want to conserve ammo, it doesn't take that much uh, eve. So, like, and then, I don't know, but telekinesis is like a one-shot on everything. You, like, pick up a body and throw it at someone, and you kill them. It doesn't matter how big they are. I killed a boss... <laughs> one shot with telekinesis and i was like what the fuck i threw a body at them and they just started rolling like the it was a great fight they're like but you came out on top like, like oh, really yeah oh shit i, I feel yeah, like it's fucking great they really went ham with the physics on this like there's like six or seven instances that i, I actually didn't even play all the way through where we were supposed to play through i only got through uh jay stein and the mad surgeon or whatever bit um because i had some other stuff going on this week but like <gasps> even as far as that like there's multiple instances where like splicers will like 
pop up out of somewhere and then just like huck a desk at you and you know it just bounces off you and makes a loud noise and it's not like it's scary but it's it's like they just really love the physics and they're just like chucking things around like it's half-life 2 all over again (laughs) um so i guess telekinesis is your gravity gun (laughs) yeah i mean i think like the we we had talked about this before in like risk of rain and everything but this game makes it surprisingly like it it allows you to be overpowered in some ways and then makes the game surprisingly fun like my tactic was always to hack two of the helicopter turrets because you can have two at a time and then i'd possess a big daddy and so i literally go around with just this army of two helicopter turrets and a big daddy with me and we would just destroy every single room because of it but i don't know it was fun i didn't have to worry too much about I don't know, fighting strategy. I just went in guns blazing. <laughs> I guess, sorry to interrupt a little bit, but no. I guess that's what I mean when I say that having a gun diffuses the uh, uh, horror tension, right? Yeah. It's not necessarily bad, but it kind of a little bit takes away the horror aspect, which they do. There's like a couple of instances, particularly in the surgical wing, again, the only part I played, um, that was just very good. Uh, oh yeah the scene so the scene in like the um the morgue or whatever where you go down a hallway a flooded hallway and there's you can see a shadow of a guy illuminated on the back wall uh, he's like washing his hands or something like that and when you get close he kind of jumps like he notices you and the lights go off and then it plays the same horror violins that it plays when you try to save the game for some reason uh and then the lights come back on and he's gone <laughs> and you go forward and there's nothing there uh, and you pick up the loot or whatever and you walk back the other way. So when I played this originally back in high school, um, the guy pops out of the morgue, like, you know, on the other side of the, the cabinets. Um, and, you know, he just blah, 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 it runs at you with a wrench or whatever. He's exactly as threatening as all the others, except even on hard, it's not threatening, right? Um, but playing through my first time i emptied 40 machine gun rounds into the into that guy and the room surrounding him um <laughs> because that they, they built the horror tension incredibly well yeah yeah so the only one is- i can think of is like i think in one of the dentist's offices you go in and suddenly the room gets really hazy like you suddenly can't see what's in front of you and as you're going around the room looting, you just, these clouds start descending over and you can't see for a bit. And then you, you know, it clears up. And unfortunately, like the first time I played this, it kind of spoiled me um, only because you look at a cabinet that you're looting that has like, I think it has like one of the audio logs on it or whatever. And then the room kind of, again, get shrouded in clouds and then like clears and you turn around there's a splicer that's like right there in your face like such a cheap jump scare but like very effective nonetheless just because you know the room's been going cloudy for three times now and nothing's happened but that one time it only got spoiled for me only because i guess the game kind of needs to reset you in a certain position before you turn around and see the splicer so i was actually turned like two frames to the right too much so then the game reset me straight looking at this cabinet i was like oh fuck something's behind me i don't like this but (laughs) yeah yeah i feel almost as though like if you look at what they did with this game it's like they were they read like a horror 101 book and then followed it perfectly 
because like you've got creepy little girls, you've got fucking clown vending machines, you're underwater in this claustrophobic place, you've got these big fuckers that stomp around and moan like whales, and like, well, that's not in particular like a phobia that people have. Maybe it should be. Yeah, wait, is that like but... page twelve? <laughs> <laughs> You have a racially insensitive ammo machine. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> the, the real terror is racism. <laughs> um, so, right, like, they go straight down the list of, like, all the good horror tropes and hit them one after another. And, like, it's there's nothing wrong with it. It Like, Zoe, that you were kind of saying, it's like, this is kind of you see it coming a little bit and it's a little bit like horror 101 e but like it it fucking works right right yeah (laughs) and they do it with incredible cohesion too like it's it's like it's not just all these notes but it's that this note plays a symphony you know what i mean and that symphony is screechy horror violins which i love by the way i had (laughs) when i was young uh i had the bioshock soundtrack on my like ipod or something you know what i mean and i brought on the bus and i listened to it and what you know yeah yeah i downloaded that shit and i remember sitting there you're weird and you know people come up to you and they'd be like dude what are you listening to (laughs) wait what (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) hello um no but like people come up to you and be like dude what are you listening to and i'd be like check it out and they'd be like what the fuck you maniac and i'm like yeah dude check this shit out it's crazy isn't it like dude it's like tuesday at 9 a.m we're like going to school like dude yeah yeah we are um but anyways yeah i don't know sounds like you were late for school dude (laughs) yeah doesn't it (laughs) can you believe that they make children wake up at fucking like 6 30 like that's how early i had to wake up to go to high school yep that for me it was like 7 30 that was that's fucking late jesus 7 30 i had an hour and a half commute to high school i had to be there at eight that's nuts damn dude our school started at eight mccoy are you sure yeah yeah, yeah. dude i was just rolling out fucking seven <laughs> like what's up um i mean you were pretty close i guess that makes sense actually yeah, i just remember like yeah I had an hour-long commute to high school, but the bus only left in half-hour increments, so I needed to take the one to make it an hour and a half from the start of school. I got stuck on the bus that was like, we can't make a cohesive route out of this, so it's just going to run all over fucking town and pick everyone up. And <laughs> like we were the first ones on that bus, so it's like, hey, fucker, it's 6.30, get up and go to school. It doesn't start till 8.00. Like God damn it! Adam was on the Rapture bus. Yeah. <laughs> Did anyone else have like recurring stress dreams about being late to school in high school? Because that's what I lived. Nope. Fuck. It's just you. You're God the only one. It. I was always Sorry, already at school because of swim practice. So oh. I was at school at five. I well, had to make the principal open up the high school. You've got us all beat day. then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Dude, just like take a moment and imagine that principal's life. He's like, fucking swim team. I could have been chilling. Like, oh wait, sorry, no, not the principal, the swim coach. Sorry, that was a slip. But like, yeah, I got to, it. Got to the point where I think I pissed him off because I'd show up early and he'd be like, "Can't you just sleep in this one time?" And I'm like, "No, 
You gotta swim, dude. Come on, you're yeah. the swim coach. You're the fucking swim coach. You got to like. Aren't you supposed to be the one that's like forcing us into the pool at this hour? Like, I don't yeah, realize the swim coach being like, "Stop swimming." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, so the way you phrased that almost made it sound like the water coach, like water, like there's water coach. Wow, the swim coach like waterboarded you, but like then you twisted it around. And it's like, no, I waterboarded the swim coach. <laughs> That is fucking horrible. And so, check this out, right? So, can he think of a segue? About... Oh, okay. There you go. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I did like stop the flow of the conversation. And so, I feel like a, a segue is just stop the flow and then start again, like that, right? So, I mean, we're talking about feel? swimming. You're talking about flow. Okay. Yeah, cool. Wow. Nice. Perfect segue. Thank you. Speaking of water, the water graphics in this game are amazing, even still. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I was actually going to mention that. Yeah. With one small caveat, I agree. Um, The only caveat is that if you ever so much as like look at a droplet of water coming from the screen, you from the roof, excuse me, you are blinded for fully three seconds as (laughs) (laughs) just the fucking visual distortion ruins your ability to see anything. All right, you got to avoid that like the plague. <laughs> Which, I mean, All the water into the eyes. Yeah. Yes. It's they like, actually, use that pretty well, though. It's it's the best time to actually talk about some of the jank in this game. Adam and I kind of, Adam and James and I kind of touched on it a little bit uh, before you guys came in for the podcast. But like, there's, there's, this game has its fair, fair amount of jank in it. Like, for instance, you do so much as touch a suitcase on the floor and it flies across the room and makes a huge <laughs> crash huge noise. noise. It's so Wait, scary. everyone loves Half-Life Qu- too. Quick, um, quick interjection. Is anyone else playing the remastered version? I think I am, I am but I can't yeah. tell. I am. And I've been... Okay. Because I was going to say, I'm playing the remastered version and it's still just as janky as I remember. I, I'm playing yeah. the remastered version and honestly, I can't tell what they remastered. And if I go back to the old one, what am I going to see? <laughs> no, and honestly, I was having bugs with the remastered version. I, I'm pretty sure it is. I bought the uh, the Bioshock collection for PS4. Okay. Uh, so I think that's okay. got to be the remastered version. Um, but anyways, there's some fucking jank. Like I like turned the, the audio mixing. It's really bad. <laughs> it is. It's, yeah. It's like, what the fuck is happening? I can't hear anything. I, I I don't remember that from when I was playing it on like Xbox back in the day. Yeah. Like I can't hear the fucking audio logs. I'm turning like the and the the sound effects are so fucking loud. Like you said, when you hit that suitcase, you're like, Jesus Christ, I've been assaulted. <laughs> yeah. Um, the sound design in this game is a fucking wreck. I mean, like, but like the music is. Was fine, it always like that? I, does anyone know? I yeah, swear that's, that's a, a wall of thing. sound of people screeching sirens blaring and gunshots and and, and every when, time a door opens it's like <laughs> and like it, it opens from like 12 feet away because you can't control when like your character's just fucking opening doors compulsively and yeah you bump into a suitcase and it wakes the neighborhood and <laughs> like you're walking around and you hear a splicer just like the steaks of new york would never be this overcooked and <laughs> for the 15th time and it's like lady chill out i'm trying to listen to an audio log <laughs> yeah i feel like, like i was trying to turn the voices up so i could hear the audio logs and i think and i'm not sure if this is true but i think that like might have also kept the voices of the splicers loud i don't really know but it's just a, a setting that says voiceover or something but there's nothing else it's like music and sound effects or something and so then yep. you're like i wonder if this area is safe and then you like hear a voice and you're like literally that person could be a mile away but i know <laughs> that they are in my spawnable area and i'm gonna go fucking find them before i listen to this audio log oh and actually for that matter i appreciated that like you could hear someone and you're like 
all right, let's fucking go. And I like check every corner. There you are. There you fucking are. Okay, come here, come here. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Were you here? I feel like I didn't just have wearing? that much issue with like random things making like deafeningly loud noises. You're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's, it's because brutal. I'm playing on the non-remastered version. That would be a bizarre oh, thing to remaster. It's like, hey, really you know the thing that everyone really loves about Bioshock? When you so much as touch water with your toes, it makes a splashing noise that blows out your speakers. <laughs> no, but like, but honestly, though, I'm actually curious. Like, I like, I, I, I did not. I honestly did not notice that as an issue. Audio. I actually remember reading when the remastered version first came out that people didn't like it, and they said it was worse. So that might be the case. But I do have a lot of graphical issues that are just almost that make it occasionally almost impossible to look at the screen. Um, what, what do you mean? So there's this one, <laughs> there's this one area um, that it's like an optional room that you can go into where like a character is being cooked by electricity uh, mm-hmm. and it's just like left on the wall. Um, it's, and you find an audio log that I didn't listen to because I was trying to get this done. Um, and I should go back and listen to them That is so criminal, by the way. I know it is. You know, you know, James, that they play while you're walking through, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I do know that. Yeah. (laughs) But then you're Um, interrupted by ladies (laughs) shouting about how overcooked the steaks are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, but... The thing is that this room, like, it has, like, blue electricity shit going on, and it just demolishes your screen. <laughs> like, you God. actually cannot see anything. It's just, like, lines. Like, you can just see lines of just blue, just, like, shit, like, across the screen, covering up all the graphics. And so what I did was your monitor was I just like held like arrows and like mashed E to pick up everything (laughs) because I couldn't see what was going on. And I was like, oh, okay. I picked up something, walk forward a step. I picked up another thing, like move over sideways, picked up something. All right, get the fuck out of (laughs) here. James, I have a suggestion. I think I had the same problem as you. Um, but I turned on V-Sync, which then immediately crashed my game. When I got back into the game. <laughs> I turned V-Sync on, on like the opening menu and it didn't crash my game. It just crashed sometime later, unrelatedly, despite the blue shit not happening. But it got rid of the lines that happened when there's like sparking. Mm, um, so try cool. the V-Sync setting and save before you do it. Okay. And then yeah, there was another time um, right in front of the fishery. Um, there is a, uh, a vending machine. And is that the racially machine, insensitive one or the creepy clown one? I think it's a creepy clown one. Okay, cool. Was it a circus of value? <laughs> 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 well, what it was, was, uh, graphically disturbing because like the lights would just Rated like them. glitch out and it would just become like a block of like creepy like missing you know type missing no type like number like weird fucking shit like and then you get closer to it and it's like oh fucking thank goodness all right we can load in properly 
Dude, I'm imagining you like taking a long drag on a cigarette and being like, so this is what all these games like people are talking about. Like, this is totally like a touchstone game. Like, yeah, yeah. And so the things are just blowing up like graphically. Like your your graphics card is literally lighting on fire. Like it's just whining and just shutting down. And you're just like, I love this. This is so like, like influential. I can't believe like this game. I didn't recall any of these problems when I played this originally. And, like, I have to assume that they did the remaster so that, like, it could run on machines that had resolutions higher than, like, 480 by 720 or whatever. So, so yeah, so like, what, what I did was I installed DirectX, like, negative <laughs> 3 on my computer when I tried to open it. Um, <laughs> Does this not just remind everyone of why consoles back in the day were so popular? It's like you didn't have to deal with any of this. Like, this was the real reality of PC gaming back in the day, was that that shit was going to potentially blow the fuck up and, like, interrupt your game. Here's why Bioshock on PC was amazing. Because I torrented it back in high school, Uh, and it lets you install the entire game before it asks you for a CD key. Oh, right. So then then you just break that, and you're like, good to go. Exactly. You're just like, what what ass backwards is it? Perfect. (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot of that like crack stuff going on like back in the day. It like, sounds like they all had launchers and stuff. The dev that designed the installer was also a torrent guy. Like <laughs> <laughs> he must have been, because yeah, you like you like just it. You run like the file and it just installs everything, and then like when it goes to launch the main menu, it's like, hey, by the way, do you have that CD key? Because if not, I mean, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> like you got that right, like. I, I asked you, right? You have that for sure, right? <laughs> you wouldn't uh, like who installs a game without owning it, right? Right? Exactly. You wouldn't. That reminds and me. And it of, goes like full Doki Doki on you, and it's like, are you throwing me away? No, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to fucking protect you from the. No, wait. That reminds me of yeah. uh, like when I created a, a um, Windows partition on my Mac laptop in college, yeah. and I just took somebody else's boot CD and downloaded windows and then loaded it up and it was like yeah so you're good to go just do you want to register that you legally purchased this <laughs> and there is a no button yeah yep. and it's just so a little I watermark that. yeah yeah and just i also ran into this <laughs> yeah but with like legal copies i had two computers pcs that one i had bought in the license for like it was honestly the windows prior to 10 but you got a free upgrade for the beginning period and so dude i don't know where the fuck that cd key was that was like seven years ago and so i was just that computer was just like nobody fucking touched that thing if it asks you for a cd key just hit close <laughs> um, it's legal i swear and then when i finally upgraded the components to that thing it was like hey man i don't think this computer's legit just put in the cd key will be cool and i was like fuck i actually don't have it i actually don't have it and they're like ooh, better go pirate sad. something yeah, no, I bought it. Bought it straight up. What you gonna do? Um, so back to Rapture. Um, one thing. Same I, segue. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got me. I just did the same thing that you did. <laughs> just, just ruin me, why don't you? Um, <laughs> you are the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference for all of you from last week or two weeks ago. Fun fact. Yeah, for those of us who actually listen to the podcast. Um, yeah. yeah. Is so, it not Adam? 
<laughs> I was actually Adam, to his credit. He hit me up and was like, dude, you are throwing mad shade in these descriptions. And I was like, fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> you finally noticed. <laughs> but actually what it was, was like 17, a stream of 17 texts all apologizing and him being like, no, I was just kidding. And I was like, well, I'm kidding too, but. <laughs> to <laughs> Anyways, yes, back to Rapture. Yeah. Um, one thing that I guess I, I had noticed that I thought was interesting. So you're running around mashing E to pick up all this garbage loot throughout the game, and you're searching through trash cans and desks and corpses and whatever, you know, normal things. Um, Wait, you don't do that? No, you, you super do, right? No, I mean like... As a normal person in your regular life, you're running around opening them up, corpses and taking out $2 bills and a bullet. Oh, thank goodness. I thought I was the yep. only one. Don't yep. forget about the potato chips. Oh, yeah. Yep, and you eat them and on Twinkies, the spot. And Twinkies. That you, oh, yeah. Is there So, small question with the interface. Is there a way, if you like open a drawer and there's like coffee and an entire bottle of whiskey, is there a way to not drink both, like drink just one and not just cram both of those down your gullet? I don't think so. I think it's literally I don't understand just... why you would want to do that. <laughs> yeah, right? It's yeah. like, if all the items were purely <laughs> beneficial, that would be fine. But some of them, like have trade-offs <laughs> oh my god i was gonna say i do this all the time because i have that mentality of just collecting everything yeah, and spamming the e button so i'll just be like all right you know like some kind of alcohol that free fills my health but then drains all of my eve and i'm like uh-oh so i do some grab other stuff that fills my eve and drains my health and i'm like uh-oh <laughs> and it's just an endless cycle um <laughs> Dude, the amount yeah. of times I accidentally got drunk in this game because I just decided to, like, in the middle of a firefight, like, loot the entire <laughs> fucking closet. Like, yep. <laughs> Better loot this liquor bar. Yeah, and I'm just like, wait a minute. And, like, I have, like, I don't remember which one's the one that just, like, hurts your health but, like, gives you extra Eve or, like, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. But the point is I would have, like, full Eve and I would just, like, drain my health bar, like, all the way down just by just eating some <clears> stupid-ass <throat> nonsense. It was just, like, cool. So Cigarettes cool. kill, man. For the second yeah. boss... Uh, that Adam hasn't gotten to yet the second I mean this time through where he he like takes all your weapons before the fight uh, yeah except for the crowbar best weapon of the game I uh I had a lot of trouble until I remembered that you could just use telekinesis and yep. he was at like you know like three quarters health and then I caught one of his fired bombs and threw it back at him and instantly won. Yep. That's the same boss mm -hmm. I'm talking about that I literally one shot from a hundred to zero because <laughs> I thought he was a splicer. <laughs> so I, I telekinesis a body and just tossed it at him and that's when it rolled the like nice job like you've defeated him you know like or whatever the fuck they say after that fight i don't fucking remember but it was just like literally one shot that guy with telekinesis so telekinesis like, oh. is just ridiculously strong like yep i also it's the same it, thing in dead space <laughs> and dude the okay. same thing so in half-life 2 so that's spoilers <laughs> i haven't played dead space i didn't know there was telekinesis Wow. All right. Close the podcast. No, but, but this, <laughs> I will say, at least on hard mode with the console, so like you, it's hard to aim. Because if I had a fucking mouse, dude, these guys are dead. But like I don't. Um, and so, 
like I wait, think there's a lot of wait 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 I have a mouse and my mouse like doesn't fucking work the way a mouse should in this game <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean it like goes backwards or something like sensitivity is pretty all over absurdly the place it, it's absurdly sensitive it's like they didn't realize yep. that you would want to actually turn down your sensitivity so you can only turn it up <laughs> like my sensitivity is at one and my like 360 radius turn is like half an inch yeah. <laughs> dude this is pc games bro like back in the day i mean I, I think we're playing some remaster versions maybe you're not but like even still like i remember that being like basically not able to play certain pc games because people just had no idea how to make like i don't know how they got through that it's like did any developer play this game at any point in time with the mouse and just there and go okay i know it's not on our roadmap but i think this is really fucked up and we need to fix it like well, they're all programmers who value the minimum amount of movement in all of their like they're all probably programming in vim because then you don't even need the mouse it's all just hands-on keyboard <laughs> oh yeah you're probably right so they're probably like oh, i'm gonna emulate my mouse into vim and play it that way <laughs> yeah, they're probably like super good at it too they're just like using their keyboard and just, this is perfect ship it um, <laughs> using a mouse as an edge case like <laughs> <laughs> who would ever want one of these weird yeah uh, so, like, so you real, use you use quick. WASD and then the number pad in order to do uh, like mouse movements. That's actually like what Mech Warrior is. What? Oh God! Why? Uh, <laughs> Mech Warrior is it's so true. <laughs> yeah, you played Mech Warrior? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I played Mech Warrior, I got like a pirated version. Where, wow, we're just admitting to crimes all over the place. <laughs> Um, Dude, you guys need to chill. So, it's like, okay. Dude, the fun. police won't watch this. <laughs> yeah. uh, no one watches this. This episode's like, sponsored by the police. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, so, it, is it okay to download a car? Like, <laughs> <laughs> would you download a plasmid? Um, so, uh, <laughs> so in Mech Warrior, it's like a tank game. You're in these giant hulking war mechs that stomp around. Um, and like, I downloaded Mech Warrior Four Mercs, which is like a, a popular one way back in I don't know 2000. Who gives shit? And like, I dropped in on the first mission, having received no tutorial whatsoever, not being aware of any of the controls. And I just like face roll my keyboard, and like nothing happened. <laughs> like some lasers shot, and I'm like, wait. Nothing moved me. What? Like over. I'm on having extreme nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> so like five minutes into the mission, I figured out that numpad plus and numpad minus cause you to accelerate and decelerate. You <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> it was a mech simulator. It was oh designed to be hostile to the user. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh my god, dude! But back to uh, <laughs> back to a small back to point rapture that I wanted so to make. So it was a mech walking simulator, am I right? <laughs> oh, it was like Shinji oh. getting the mech, but no one told him how. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so real quick on the note of like the collectibles in the environment, like a lot of them are kind of pointless, right? Like you can pick up Twinkies, like sorry, cream-filled cakes, the eternal food that will never go bad. Um, and like it doesn't really do a ton for you like it's nice but mostly i think those are there um as a way to encourage you to look at the environment and again connect you with the environment which they put so much work into 
Um, and oftentimes those items will tell a story in their own right. Like you get into a storage room and there's like some machine gun rounds and like 12 bottles of beer because it's, you know, where the janitor got all of his randy and objectivist hooch so that he could live by the sweat of his own brow or whatever. <laughs> um, yep. So the way they do like force you to run around and collecting things, I think, is partly in the zeitgeist of the time where you had like fun little secrets where if you like sneak underneath the staircase, you get a med kit or whatever. But it's also partly used deliberately in this case to, again, get you to look at the world instead of running through it like doom and picking everything up with your feet. Like to this day, games still use that, like go collect everything so much so that like God of War was literally like ruined in spots because they hid a treasure chest underneath the walkway that you were supposed to epically walk down before you like do some incredible story beat. And you're like, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'll save you in a second, but let me check out behind this ladder. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think are, you about, are you talking about and... the recent God of War game? Yes. The recent God of War, God of game, which had game. incredible pacing. It was like really taking you with it. And then it was like, <clears throat> Okay, I'm going to give you the controls now. We've had a really slow walk, and it's like all that one-shot nonsense where it's like no cuts, like this really sick camera angle, and I'm like totally buying it. They give me the controls, and it's like my brain, this gamer fucking brain is just like screaming like, dude, check behind the waterfall, dude. Like it's an extra <laughs> level. Like you got to do it. And so then I do it, and then God of War's like, here you go, man. Have some shit. And I'm like, you fair. <laughs> yeah, you were right. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I guess that one's a whole other discussion, which we can get into another day. I think it's a double-edged sword in Bioshock, because on one hand, it does get you to, like, it encourages exploration, and it encourages you to run around and see these fun vignettes that they set up in the rooms. And on the other hand, it's got you looking at your feet the whole time, scrounging like a raccoon for bottles of booze and Twinkies, and just, like, gobbling everything up by mashing E. And not exactly... Oh, and also totally ignoring what you're supposed to be doing. Atlas is like, hey man, can you like save my family or whatever? And you're like, hold on, but first I need Twinkies. <laughs> yeah. My health is full, yeah. but I don't care. I need Twinkies. <laughs> yeah. I think it does play into... I think actually you make a really fantastic point that it plays into just letting you see more of these really interesting set pieces that they made. Um, and like these little rooms that have story... Uh, it also plays into the uh, sort of general horror idea of limiting resources. As in, if you're trying to be most optimal, then you want to use all of these like one-time things you can't carry around, like these chips. Basically, you want to use all the chips and the Twinkies like before you hit the med kit. And so you want to like keep a running track of like, okay, I could probably rack check maybe about three minutes and get a full health bar through the stuff I've left. And so I'm going to try to do that before I hit the next... Uh, first aid so that i can like go a little further without and then i collect more first aid so they also do that as well um so it all kind of feeds into that like yeah there's some pistol ammo here i'm full right now but i know i'm going to use a lot soon and if i do i know where it is so there's some of that too um but what's really interesting though is the comparison because like i think of you know if you think of a game that has a lot of like i guess set pieces is more like you walk down the main story path and then there's a huge beam of light that's on a, a person that's torn apart uh, or that's hung and there's blood dripping. And in the wall, there's written some crazy cryptic message. That's like a set piece. But there's also, right, like you said, these little like corners that are off the beaten path that also have a little bit of a story. But that reminded me a lot of another game at this time period that was very, very good 
at doing this sort of thing and also shares very similar themes which is fallout 3 oh, and not every Mac time Warrior. i was getting a plasmid okay. i was like dude this is some fallout vibes and i was curious like who came out first was was fallout 3 or was it like because they came out very similar and from my very preliminary research it actually seemed like fallout 3 came after um i think fallout 3 was 2008 yes like one year after i could be wrong no i believe you're correct and, and so the, oh go ahead so real quick like this was kind of an like we have evolved away from pickups in games like if you look at the really old shooters like you know in castle wolfenstein and stuff you've got like med kits just laying on the ground and you run around you pick them up with your feet and you like have to ration those and like think about where they are and things so you kind of have that they didn't use it to great effect it was just like the way that they had health in those games and halo finally innovated away from that by giving you recharging shields which by the way halo then reverse innovated away from their own idea into picking up health packs again later in the series which was one of the most embarrassing choices in game design I've ever seen. <laughs> they went from Wait, Halo One had the medkit pickups, I mean, but it, then they went later. Yeah, in like it was like I, I don't know. You have to correct me. I don't know exactly which one, but it was like Reach or it was ODST. No, it wasn't ODST. It was like Reach. I think it was, it was Reach. Some, yeah, it was past. Reach three. is the one that everybody makes fun of. So, but like Reach was actually a pretty good game. But the point is that what what Adam's trying to say, and I totally agree, is that there was a huge innovation here in game design that was hey what if we recharged your shields and what if instead of when you're out of combat you get instantly healed to full uh and you can have the same sort of confidence in the battle that you would if you had full health and this is a huge innovation because you don't have to pick shit up off the ground and it also translates incredibly well into multiplayer incredibly well because what it says is if i'm 1v1ing someone and i win but i barely win i shoot the seven shots necessary to kill him and he only hit me with six, if I can survive for a second, if I can escape, if I can do some jumps and dodges to not get hit by his friend for a little bit, I can recharge back up to a fair fight again. And this gives you an incredible freedom to get out of this trading world where you hit this person seven times, they died. You got hit six times and you you thought, wow, I outskilled that guy. I'm so awesome. His friend comes by and literally there is nothing you can do because he will just hit you one time on accident he could basically face roll on his keyboard and he'll trade you because you have no health. So then it adds this idea of, no, we can reset you back and you can have a fair fight again. And then you can beat this guy by outskilling him in a completely fair fight. And then you can do that to the third guy. And so then you can get out of control. And it's this amazing, amazing thing. It works amazing in multiplayer. It works amazing in single player. And <laughs> Halo had the audacity to undo that and add health packs again. And it was just like, dude, you are literally the series that defined this for the world that like showed everyone this is the way to go um i mean it's also a very good tool in single player because then you could you know that the player has certain resources and you can plan fights around that so you don't have the situation you would have in one of the old games where it's like oh man i'm at like two health oh boy this is rough i hope i find autosave oh shit blam oh no (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) but interestingly this game actually has another innovation that was not on the same level. I think that one from Halo was essentially like universe shattering from a multiplayer design perspective. Um, but this actually has a very interesting one, which is the Vita Chambers, which was a very fast jump back in and keep the world the same way so you could continue to progress. And so this allows you to, in a sense, if you're really stuck, just cheese the fuck out of the system. 
You don't have to use any of your med kits. You can just roll out there, shoot them as much as you can, die, come back, do it, whatever, etc. So it's a very nice flow and a very little punishment for death, which was pretty novel at the time. Instead of like, yo, you got to hit the load and the load takes forever and you go all the way back and you got to try it again. Uh, it's like, no, you're right back in really fast and they're still hurt. Let's go. Keep it going. Keep it going. Um, kind and of if you helps add with... that, sorry, sorry just last, if you yeah. add that to, they also do a thing where if you take lethal damage and it's not absurdly lethal, they'll drop you at one health. Like that happens to me all day long where I'm like, oh Jesus, I have one health. And it's because they killed me, but the game was kind and decided I wasn't dead. They, they give me that opportunity to heal. So if you yeah. combine the opportunity to heal with a quick respawn back into the world where the enemies are still hurt, like this is a really friendly game to die in. And, and that's really cool. Yeah. I don't know who first did that innovation with the um, lethal damage isn't lethal unless you are already below a certain threshold. Um, like that has been, that's like really important because no one likes getting one shot, which is what would happen. Um, and it's just one shot prevention because one shots are fucking awful. Um, except for when you do do them to other people. <clears throat> um, yep. But yeah, I, I don't know when and who did all these innovations. I think that Bioshock isn't particularly innovative as a shooter. Like the plasmids are the things that kind of make the moment to moment gameplay interesting and novel, if you will. Like, I don't think that it introduces a ton in like the realm of shooters. It's not in like the annals of history as, as, as Halo is right for introducing re uh, regenerating health. Um, but you know, it works fairly well, and it all serves to move along the narrative and the environmental storytelling, which is really what this game is for. Like, Bioshock 2 is much better as a shooter and much less good as a narrative. Um, and it received, like, none of the love that Bioshock did, despite it being vastly superior from a mechanical standpoint. You know, and yeah. I feel like the the critical acclaim for the Bioshock series, I think, stems with its narrative and its artwork. Like, I think, like, the one thing I can think of is, like, when, um, like, the Smithsonian back in, like, 2011 or something did a, like, a, they had a huge exhibition called Art and Video Games that was touring around the nation. And overwhelmingly like a large section of that exhibit was all dedicated to Bioshock because of its art and narrative design and I think it Bioshock is a huge case for you know art and video games and I'm not sure if it would be like you know one of the first games that argued that video games could be seen as art but I feel like that's what made it so unique for its time was just you know this this art style and the narrative and we'll go more into the narrative in later episodes once we fully flesh out more of the story but like <clears throat> i think that's the part that really resonates with this franchise i totally agree i think that the big daddy is actually one of the best designed enemies in just video games period <clears throat> um, yeah, it's a like very yeah exactly. Yeah, Feel free say. to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just from from a visual standpoint, you know that it's like it, it's creepy because it incorporates um, historical 
like actually use technology in terms of like diving suits. Um, so it's it's recognizable from a uh, from a like a human technology standpoint uh, in a way that's like really fits the this the theme the setting um, and the time period of the uh, of the video of the game of of the setting of the game um, <clears throat> it's huge it's bigger than pretty much everything else that you fight I mean not pretty much literally everything else that you fight uh, it it feels like a walking tank <laughs> to fight yep. and it just yep. is I mean it looks like it um, also it has like a giant drill hand that's cool right um vroom right. vroom and it has <laughs> uh visual signifiers for when it's attacking you i think that's right i think that's genius the way that they the way that they uh incorporated that into the actual design of the suit um also the fact that it's protecting the like I'm blank sister. The little sisters. The little yeah. Creepy things. Um is like weird and creepy, but also like totally relatable. <laughs> <laughs> um I gotta say, I feel really bad whenever I kill one and then the little sister starts crying. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's amazing that they were able to elicit that response. It's like it's the scariest, like most difficult thing to fight in the game. And you feel bad every time you kill one. Yeah. Also, especially because it doesn't fight you it doesn't, unless you start aggressive. it. Yeah. But yes. you're incentivized is... to fight it. <laughs> yeah. So that's but another that gets interesting into thing. This game. With... That is what this game is trying to do to your psyche. It's trying to fuck with you a little bit when you kill those things. And I think that's, I mean, I think that's why I'm drawn into this game so much more than I was infinite is like purely because of things like that. Um, the Big Daddies also have one other small thing that I want to append to James's long list of why they're very cool. Um, so they, again, they aren't aggressive, but they also wander through the levels, right? Um, right. Which allows you to choose when you fight them, which means that you can set things up in your favor, which is a cool kind of uh, twist on how you've been fighting everything else in the game. Because you don't really have an opportunity to like set up traps on splicers or right. um, really kind of use the environment except for what is provided to you. But with Big Daddies, which are like the big interesting fights that happen, um, more interesting than one-shotting a guy with telekinesis by chucking a corpse at him. Um, that is very interesting, by the way. <laughs> it's Just interesting like that it's allowable as a one-hit kill. Like That's an interesting <laughs> choice. I I almost wonder if that was like a remastered version. The physics, the physics is ticking more often. And but I'm getting playing... hit by the arms and the legs separately. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm playing the the original version, and I caught one of his firebombs and threw it back at him, which in a standard Nintendo game would deal a third of its health, and it just killed it instantly. <laughs> well, yeah. in any case, the big daddies, which are more interesting than apparently that nerd. Um, like you can choose the environment in which you fight them and set things up to favor you, um, which is just another cool way of making the plasmids work and like the tools that you have at your disposal work with 
uh, the tools that it has its, at, at its disposal. Um, and that kind of thing is pretty cool, in addition to all the yeah. long list of why they're neat for other reasons. Yeah, I would also like to And the fact that you can incredible. use a plasmid to just mind control it and make it kill all the enemies in the level. Yeah. Like, and that's cool. You. And then kill your best friend. And then eat right. your best friend's best friend. Right. <laughs> and what's interesting is that... I was going to ask, does, has anyone here actually harvested the little sister? Um, so I asked at the beginning of the podcast. When I played through originally, I, I didn't harvest any little sisters. And this time, to mix things up and also to be the one person heartless enough... Because I know you guys have... You know, you guys are insoled and I am not. So Dude, I, I can't do it. So um, to make, yeah. to make the, the, the listeners feel like they're not insane, Adam asked this before we started recording the podcast, not at the beginning of the podcast. Right. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, when everyone got on the call before before we started having clap disasters. Oh, so, God. um, <laughs> when you eat the little sisters, which is what I'm going to go through this playthrough, it's like, it's kind of weird. Cause you just like grab her by her ribs and then like the screen fades into like this weird sketchy black fade. <laughs> and then you're just holding the slug and then you like put it in your pocket or something. You just like move your hand down and then. Doctor Tenenbaum's like, oh man, <laughs> boy, I wish you really hadn't done that. <laughs> Golly gee, sir, that was that was right me to you. <laughs> yep. It's oh, like man. I don't even know what I did. I, I picked up a girl and then we got some some fuzzies because presumably, I think this is still the case. Killing children I'm on sorry, the screen. Wait, is wait, wait, just just all right, McCoy, clip that. <laughs> I just picked up a gun and got the fuzzies and she was dead yeah. afterward. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Sponsored by the police. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, has anyone else felt like I feel like hunting the big daddies is actually like the closest to like a like literal hunting, like clean kill sort of I've been setting up I mean at the beginning you have to just you have to scrap. But once I got trip mines and, and what Adam's talking about in terms of setting up the engagement, engagement, I've been essentially trying to one-shot them as best I can. It's not easy, but like setting up a ton of traps because I'm essentially looking for a clean kill on this beast. Like I don't want it to suffer. Like I want it to die instantly, sprint for the little sister, save her. Because it does feel fucking bad to kill those things. And it does feel fucking bad to watch her just be terrified after you did that. And so to me, it's like, it feels like, trying to like end that creature's life as fast as possible as clean as possible like you, it is your responsibility to stop the suffering as quick as possible which oh. is just like a weird cool aspect to it another neat thing that i just realized about big daddies right um is that it gives you so many opportunities to see big daddies before like big daddies and little sisters and in tandem and alone uh before you actually get to interact with them this is the first time you see Big Daddy is in the intro to Rapture sequence where it's, you're in the bathosphere and you're moving along. And there's one like welding something. Um, then you see one straight up murderer dude who's messing with his little sister. Uh, then you see, I think you see one just like stomping around in a hallway and it's like shaking you, you know, on the other side of a water barrier, uh, just, just stomping around over there. And then you see one get killed. Uh, and you get to either harvest or save your first sister just without a fight. And then I believe 
it enters like the the proper now you can really interact with big daddies so it does the good narrative thing of this thing is big so we're going to hype it up appropriately i have a yeah a mechanics question about this game that you guys might be able to answer um <clears throat> in the uh i want to say the smuggler's den level there's three big daddies right or three uh, little sisters. I think you're talking about the fishery. The beginning oh, yeah, the fishery. The fishery. Yeah. That's what I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of those, I killed the big daddy like three times and couldn't find the little sister to save. Ah, so that's because you had to wait for the big daddy to get to the one of the vents and yep. pull a little sister out. Yep. Before they had to be there. God fucking damn yeah. it. And not only that, you can see some really like sad stuff of like I saw. I died so many fucking times, and like the uh, <laughs> game design. Uh, yeah, and then well, so that. I would kill it and be like, "All right, where's this little sister that I want to like, you know, steal her brain?" Um, <laughs> and. And she's not there, and so I would just move on, and then he would respawn like a motherfucker. And then I got to the boss, and it was like, yo, you still haven't saved a little sister or killed or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I know! She's not fucking there! (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, It's also like, I was like about to start fighting one, and then he like uh, lifted her up to the hole in the wall. And said like good night, and she was like good night. You know what I mean? Oh, my heart! And you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to reload and kill this guy earlier. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's oh god. They, yeah, there are even ones where like I saw the big daddy's like smashing up against the wall, like knocking for her to come, and she just doesn't come. And you're like, oof. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, my bad dog. It's interesting that they show that dynamic. Just because, like, the first time you see an interaction of a big daddy and a little sister together is after you take your first plasmid and you throw yourself off a balcony for whatever reason, because drugs. Um, and you just see, like, <laughs> the feet drugs. of the little sister and, like, the drill of the big daddy. And she, of course, says something absolutely creepy of just, you know, Look, Mr. Bubbles, an angel. You know, don't worry, he'll be an angel soon. And you're like, oh, yes. fuck, yes. fuck these little shits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, little girls. Oh my God. I read that the totally other way. Like, this is like her not killing you. And like, this is her establishing that you have like a higher cause to like do good. I don't know. Oh, no, that's just what they call dead people. So they can mm-hmm. harvest yeah. their whatevers. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, awkward. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> well, yeah, so it's like interesting it. like that that's the way that they introduce it. But then yeah, you just see all these like cuter moments between the two. Like I think when you're in that kind of um waterway hallway and you can choose to go to the like the the bar, the um I, I forget what it's called, the um like basically you have to go to two areas and take photos of spider spl- spider splicers. Which, by the way, I'm really happy that they don't have the camera element in Bioshock Infinite because I fucking hate taking photos. I get C's every single time, and I'm just frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> like, but 
Anyway, like, there's, like, a cute scene, though, where, like, there's a neighboring passageway that you see a big daddy and little sister walk through. And she's, like, chattering on about her day to this big daddy that kind of is doing, like, the, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, that, you know, you're just making those, like, little, like, yep. agreement noises. And I'm just like, this is so adorable. Oh, fuck, I gotta kill you now. But actually, that, it reminds me, though, like, talking about the photos, also, the fucking hack tool in this game, I fucking hate. All nice. the pipes. Pipe puzzles. Yo, does that puzzles. fuck with anybody uh, else's mouse? Sounds like your mouse is already pretty nope. fucked, James. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> like, I, I I, wish that I were playing the re, uh, remastered version if this they fixed the fucking mouse issue. Where you have to, like, struggle to get the mouse to click and, like, drag shit. Like... That's the hardest part of hacking is getting the mouse to do what you fucking want to do. I feel like James is using an actual mouse. For <laughs> <laughs> his computer mouse. Like squeaking around. Yeah. Let's just plug in. I don't understand. <laughs> oh my god. Pick up the pipes, you little shit. It just keeps moving on its own. What the fuck? I feel I like you say. might be right. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, where did that thing go? Like, okay. No, but I, I actually think it's interesting because on, on again, on controller, like, you are, it's, like, hard. The puzzles are, like, fucking hard because you have to, like, you can't just be, like, I actually don't know what it's like on a mouse, but I imagine you can say, hey, I want that piece to go here or something similar. But on console, you have to be, like, okay, go travel, like, left, 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 up, 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 that piece, down, 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 right, 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 swap. You know what I mean? So you're, like, much uh, slower. So it's like so, puzzle uh, attack. Okay. Penalty pawn, <laughs> also known as uh, Tetris attack, also known as uh, Pokemon Puzzle League. <laughs> they made the same game like five times and it sold well every time. It's a great game. <laughs> God, don't we all wish we could have had that sort of cash cow in our life? Just like, yeah, I just put another coat of paint on it and there we go. But, uh, but anyways, Elena and I had a really fun strategy for it where it was like, okay, here's what's going to happen. Like, Elena, you, the person not playing, you're going to read the puzzle. I, the person playing, am going to go as fast as I can to unlock every piece. And I'm not going to look at the puzzle until you say go. So I'm just going to start scanning, like, open, 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 like, un uncover, 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 uncover. Okay, next line, uncover, uncover, uncover. And I'm just, like, doing this, like, back and forth while she's going, like, okay, 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 okay. This piece has to go here. This piece has to go here. And then I start to, like, follow that. And so that's been actually fun. It's like this kind of like, all right, three, two, one, and go. And like the two of us are like trying our absolute hardest. Mm. That Do you ever have it where the game just fucks you and like blocks any possible route with hundreds of broken sections? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The game's oh, yeah. like, yeah. All over the place. No. That's why they let you save scum. True. Um, so quick question. We've played a third of this game. And we have two more weeks to talk about this. Do we want to continue talking about this? And do we want to give thumbs now or later? I mean, I'm not going to give thumbs regardless. But I think how oh, you're saying at initial thumbs like, is there value? We should just give thumbs. Just fuck it. Wow. James, wow. the guy who has not actually finished um, this. Okay, game we can yet. go initial thumbs. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like. Let's do uh, like. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. 
I think maybe we should just give like first impressions. Like, are we excited to play the like more of this game? Are we? Yeah, like know? that kind of thumb. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the creative thumb. <laughs> the not a thumb kind of thumb. Yes. <laughs> if you really have thumbs. <laughs> this time with fun, different thumbs. Yeah, exactly. This time the with more thumbs. Look at how quirky and individual we're being. Yeah, and I think if anything, since all of us have played this game, James, I think we <laughs> should have you. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Are you excited to play more of this game? Are you enthralled? Do you, are you regretting it? Are you just like, let's just get it over with? Are you curious about the story? What elements are you most curious about? And then we're just gonna not give anything away and just go, uh huh. Or yeah. I think. All right, so we everybody all make practice door opening noises or like stepping into water splashing noises or someone knock over a suitcase <laughs> and like that can be our response to James. I'm gonna pour water into James's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so but, tell us, James, do you regret not listening to any audio logs? I listened to a couple audio logs <laughs> the second time I sat down to play it. Also, yes. <laughs> reasonable. Reasonable. Uh, I mean, you know, like, yeah, I'm super excited to learn more about the story. Uh, it's scary and weird and creepy, and I don't like that because I'm a little wimp. Um, <laughs> but it's also fun to play with a jank-ass old game. Um, and I want to learn more about this underground, under, underwater um, Randian uh, utopia. <clears throat> yeah. Utopia. Yes, utopia is the word to describe rapture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what was that quote? It was like, I, by the way, there's some really solid quotes going around on the loading screens, which like, oh, yeah. I was like, holy shit, loading screens, a throwback <laughs> um, <laughs> and save screens, save loading screens. What is that? I'm like, dude, I, I don't even remember this at all. But uh, yeah, what was that one quote? It was like, people said it, would, it was impossible to build Rapture underwater, but actually it was impossible not to build Rapture underwater or something I, like beautiful like that. I read that quote and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm Drew Ryan. Like, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I chose the impossible. <laughs> they said it was impossible to build a castle in the swamp. So we built it anyway, just to show them. And, that's and then everything swamp. So we built another one. Breaking all over the place. That one it, sank it, into the swamp, so we built a third one. Dude, that's so third one, with the one part. Stayed up. That's what you're gonna get, lad. Yeah. Dude, I super identified with the one part where he was like, "Look, dude, um, I'm not trying to like hate." He was like, "It was like an audio log where he's talking about like a shopkeeper, like that's over there." He's like, "Dude, I'm not trying to hate or anything. Like, he seems like a nice guy, but if he doesn't start like heating his pipes, like they're gonna break. And if they break, we are all gonna fucking die. So, <laughs> if you could just like get on that maintenance, that'd be good. And I'm like here in Connecticut with this like newly dealing with a house that has pipes that could freeze. And I'm just like, dude, I respect that. Like, yeah, I see where that guy's coming from. And then meanwhile, from a civics perspective, it's like, and whose taxes are gonna pay that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, says, says the, the man, man in Washington. Washington. <laughs> belongs to the poor. Yeah, it's like <laughs> maybe your 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 weird, extremely high maintenance city wouldn't have fucking exploded if you've been bothered to collect taxes. <laughs> no, it belongs to everyone. <laughs> the sweat exactly. of your brow belongs to you, which is why we give all of our elevator maintenance to the lowest bidder, so that all of our <laughs> elevators are constantly catching on fire and exploding. <laughs> It yeah, keeps like the doctors in business. <laughs> also, one of the most cringy lines of dialogue is Andrew Ryan saying Dasvidanya in Russian. <laughs> it's the worst, worst Russian dialogue. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, Dasvidanya. <laughs> you see, he's not Pinko Kami scum, so he wouldn't know Russian. Yeah, right. I guess yeah. not. Exactly. <laughs> He's a good Randian voice actor who uh, doesn't know any Russian at all. Yeah, that'd be awfully suspicious. Exactly. I don't know, Zoe. Are you a communist? <laughs> I will never tell. That's <laughs> me, Vanya. <laughs> I thought I was a robot. According to last yes, week, I was comrade. a robot. Are you a communist like, robot? Yeah, there's, that's not exclusive there, Zoe. <laughs> Interesting. Have you been um, influencing our elections? <laughs> <laughs> Woof. There's no collusion. Ooh, yeah, exactly. Political. Yeah. No yeah we're, what do you mean we're getting political in this game about objectivism and its failures? <laughs> yes. Dude, honestly, actually, that part I will admit, like, as much as I wanted to be fucking cool in high school, like, I definitely did not have as good of an understanding of all of like that that political commentary and like that sort of social structure commentary that's in this game. Yeah. So I'm definitely appreciating that more on the way through. Because, like, that that intro sequence, I remember being like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Like, that's political systems and stuff. But now I'm like, okay, yep, yep. We're actually still fighting that fight right now. You believe? <laughs> I don't know fucking why, but we still are. And yeah. so re relevant. Yeah. It's like... Uh... Yeah, I definitely had an oof reaction to that. Like, oh no! <laughs> like in, in high school, I was made to read Anthem, and in high school, little idiot that I was, I was like, hey, you know, actually, this is fairly reasonable. Um, and I think actually, before next week, I'm going to try to read like Atlas Shrugged or uh, the the alternate title um, for that book, which a, a friend sent me is. Do, 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 do. A white guy shrugged off his sense of privilege and social responsibility in a fictional universe where markets don't have boom and bust cycles and where everything would be nicer if rich white dudes had more power. Wait, is that really the plot? That's so stupid. <laughs> uh, definitely stole from some actually clever person on the internet. I apologize. I don't actually have the reference to give. Uh, we will not pay you royalties because we have no money. We are sponsored by the cops. In my yeah. mind, Adam came with that quote. Yeah, nice job, Adam. Really well said. I'm so very clever. I am Please sponsored by Adam Stafford. <laughs> oh Wait, are you going to start demanding that I pay you? <laughs> yes. All right. Anyways, uh, well, who else is I excited? Think, I mean, yep. I am certainly excited, definitely, yep. to uh, continue on in this journey. Um, you know, some pretty some pretty dark shit just happened before we ended this last chapter. So now we have to go and deal with a really sad Atlas, or just a really pissed off Atlas. Probably the latter. Wait, uh, I just now realized how fucking on the nose his name was. That's embarrassing. 
<laughs> and Ender Ryan is like Ayn Rand. It's just like all the phonemes yep. are just mixed all up there. Uh, yeah, this game isn't trying to be subtle, James. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I, Thank goodness I we so. have this podcast so I can figure out how much of an idiot I was. <laughs> Ten Dude, that's minutes ago. after Dear Esther. I was like, holy shit, this game is way different than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I knew a guy, and I, this would have been me if I hadn't been told. But I thought, or rather, a friend of mine thought Animal Farm was just about animals doing weird things, and definitely not a perfect allegory for the Russian Revolution. Um, <laughs> sometimes you just miss these things if people don't tell you. That's those that's dang those... animals, man. <laughs> so when were Pigs. you when were you required to read that book? Because for me, it was in seventh grade. Yikes. <laughs> I, I didn't yeah, get it. just driven three and a half hours to your school, and then... <laughs> <laughs> it's an oof from uh, me, dog. Um, so, I guess real quick. So, Keenan, you may not may or may not be able to join us for uh, future weeks. Do you want to have, like, any... any Anything you've been dying to say that you've been unable to get in through all of our goofs? Yeah, I've really been dying to say that Back to the Fallout thing. Did anyone else notice that the bathroom sign for the males looks exactly like the Fallout dude? I did not. No. Oh, yeah, I, I could see that. Kind of yeah, true. like the yeah. Vault Boy or whatever. Yeah, it looks like yeah. the Vault Boy. Oh shit, dude! And all their um, plasmid like description videos are just like the Fallout description videos, and actually, I think Fallout outdoes them. Oh yeah. Well, the old Fallout. <laughs> well, yeah. No, no, but it's interesting because you're like, dude, these games are very, it's very similar to Fallout, actually. Like, I don't know what, I'm actually really curious what inspired both of these games to I mean, have this art style. The 50s. Yeah. yeah, but like the 50s in the same, you know, like there must have been a resurgence of the 50s in modern culture about three years before their release. You know what I mean? Well, you need no. to realize, McCoy, that Fallout was an older series before Bethesda took over. That still right, have the same art but, style. But kind like of. the fifties and the Red Scare concept was like like a serious through line in both of these games. In in both this game and in um Fallout, right? And mm-hmm. that it doesn't just come out of nowhere. That was I mean, that was the height of the bush like <laughs> Like that was this came out right before Bush stopped being president. So, I mean, think about that. So, yeah. paper on that. And let us know what grade you get. Okay. So, uh, last. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Keenan. Did you have any more thoughts to, to, no, to, no, no, to close it, it out? <laughs> uh, what does Alexa just, think, just bro? Thing. She uh, played the beginning. She played the beginning, but she's on the couch reading a book. So. Well, who who tune is in next Alexa? time for Alexa's thoughts? Alexa's I assume it's not right. Amazon Alexa. Yeah, that's what I assume as well, but I can't it be could sure. Be. <laughs> it is, but Keenan's dating her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just says that eventually it's one of those slippery soap arguments where at first it's like, I don't know, like you know what I mean? <laughs> He's one of those political guys that's like, I'm just waiting for all sorts of equal rights for everyone so that I can date robots. You know what I mean? He's one of those guys. Honestly, nice. why not? They do it in Japan and Japan's doing fine. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Dude, but what's hilarious about uh, talking to Alexa is like, so what do you think about the like the the fact that your name is like being used for these devices? And she's like, honestly, it's ruined my life. <laughs> like, oh god. I mean, that's fair. Like, actually, the fact that all digital assistants are like female is weird and fucked up. But also, we as like the reason that they are all female is because we just implicitly trust female voices. And, like, <laughs> feel safer around them. It's weird. We're persuasive like that. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> I won't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, I so on that you, note, uh, I'm just really glad that we're playing this game. It's crazy to, to take a dip back into the past into a sort of more mainstream game. Uh, this is awesome. Like, thanks everyone for playing. Uh, we'll see each other next week, and we'll talk more about probably the story or something like that. But uh, Randy and objectivism. Yeah. I can't so wait to play this, Bioshock uh, Two. <laughs> yeah, I know, and Infinite. For this, uh, for this next, I guess, block. Um, so we are starting out in Arcadia, and you will play through the Rapture Control Center. So when you see Olympus Heights. Please stop. Awesome. Please, please also the, write please that not in the turn chat the page. Here so I can like <laughs> remember that shit later. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. At the ring of the bell, the podcast will end. <laughs> Great choice. Um. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Cool. We'll uh, see everyone next week. Yeah. yeah. Take care. Animals. Just a reminder: <laughs> this episode was sponsored by the police. Call nine one one for the police. No, no, it would really be sponsored by the police, police, and they want you to know. They want you to know you should buckle your seatbelt, not drive drunk, and not drive high. Because I swear to God, my entire life, it's like every sign on every highway is just reminding me to like put my seatbelt on. It's like, dude, I get it. <laughs> I've got my seatbelt on. Like, I think the people who don't have their seatbelt on are probably already dead, and like, I think we're good. No, I think I'm we still can here. move on. Interesting. Gabe. <laughs> Gabe, right, we need right. you on the All podcast. Right. Don't fucking die. Jesus. Uh, yeah, wear two seatbelts. That seems safe. Dual wielding seatbelts. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Pull the one from across from the, the car side. and plug it in. I'm going to go ahead and hit the stop button now if that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye. Fuck yeah. Great choice. <laughs>